Where's Perry? You promised a safe return. Ah, yes. Well, you shouldn't believe everything that people tell you, Doctor. You gave me your word, you microcephalic apostate. I demand to see the Borad immediately. Admit defeat, Doctor. Never. <laughs> the stories I've heard about you. The great Doctor, all-knowing and all-powerful. You're about as powerful as a burnt-out android. <laughs> Our ruler has finished with you once and for all. We can't do this, Taylor. Shut up, or you'll be joining him. You're as warped as your dictator, friend. Save your breath for the time lash, Doctor. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, on the podcast. We are into the classic Doctor Who mode, and we're going to be talking about the classic, everyone's favorite. I wouldn't say classic. Time lash. <laughs> uh, I am Ken. Jeff. Eddie. Time Lash, 1985, two parts. It's one of those episodes, seasons that has the experimental instead of yeah. four parts, two parts. What the show each. is like now. Yeah. And uh, this is the Sixth Doctor and Perry. And uh, it's written by Glenn McCoy. And the episode is, um, well, Six Doctor sums it up toward the beginning where he goes, bad? 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 But anyways. Yes, uh, why did you make us watch this? <laughs> you gotta watch the bad with the good. You can't skip the bad and just only do the good episodes. Mm. I think any Doctor Who fan, especially the newer fans, they need to watch War Games because it's so important to the mythology. And they need to watch Time Lash. Because of Paul Darrell? Because of Paul Darrell. I'm the mailman now. I, I think... <laughs> uh, so, even though this episode... Uh, I, was, I was enjoying this episode, I'll have to say. It's, really? It's, it's, it's one of those ones that you can classify as guilty pleasure. Maybe. Where, no. it's so, where it's so bad, it's good type things. I mean, come on, look at those stupid androids with the blue face and the way they talk. They made me think of the blue meanies from Yellowstone. Or Edward, like to <laughs> see you now. <laughs> um, I'll come on in a time lash with the tinsel, uh, Christmas tree tinsel on it. They... Special <laughs> effects are horrible. Um, but it, it's it's got to be Paul Darrow about this. He is, and he played it this, he played it that way on purpose. And I, I read a couple of things. First off, he played it that way, and, and John Nathan Turner was really upset. It's like, if, where's John Nathan Turner during this, by the way? If he sees Paul Darrow really screwing up, why doesn't he say something then and not and wait until after the story's over and go, you I don't know, maybe suck. he was doing something with Gary Downey. Who knows? Well, and, and then John Nathan Turner then changed his mind years later and said, you know, Paul, you, you played it right because the story sucked. And, you know, you you... I think Only one person has to take play it seriously, and that's the doctor and the companion. Yeah, Paul Darrow was the only a bright spot in this for me. He was hamming and it Paul up, Darrow but he made the but, but, but he was Even really he was hamming, in, but he was yeah. really hamming it up. And for me, that kind of like was the only bright spot in the episode because Lisa was different than what you were expecting. Yeah, he's got that stupid sarcastic grin, which is like perfect. Mm -hmm. He walks in and. He just stops and like looks at the camera, and it's just like it's so funny that he just really played up. I also read that Paul Darrow did that. 
he he reveled in that because he was paying back Colin Baker for being such a ham in Blake seven when he was playing. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. He was playing. Oh, what was the guy's character's name? The he was butcher like, oh, of something. Um, Baron, Baron, something like that. The butcher. Of, yeah. They butcher actually did a Babin, Babin, but, butcher of Babin. Or Babin. Yeah. They actually, Colin Baker actually did a big finish with that character. <laughs> It came out, I think, last year or the year before. Hmm. Um, yeah, so... The, the, I, I think the story looks pretty bad. I think the, the, the script isn't the best. Is, is, am, am, I, um, am I off yeah, key the, on the, that? No, or? you're not. <laughs> no, the no. script wasn't. Glenn McCoy wrote this. Did Glenn McCoy write anything else for this? To me, the oh, story seemed for like... Emmerdale, EastEnders, Angels. Oh, he did uh, some for Big Finish. Short okay. trips. I want to say, to me, the whole story seemed like they had little elements they wanted to put in other stories and then just kind of mushed them all into one story. Like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had a planet where the Doctor had been there before and we had left clues to that? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had an episode with H.G. Wells? Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had the, the monster like the Loch Ness Monster? Wouldn't it be cool if they had a time corridor? So they just threw all these random elements into one story, and we got time lash. You know what? It, this yeah. kind of could have been, if it was now, it would only been one 45-minute episode. Well, and it, 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 doesn't it kind of remind you of a Russell T. Davis hokey Oh, this would be so great! Ha 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 ha! Type story. Well, the and, only difference with that is they we would have if it's um, Moffat or someone, they would have praised H.T. Wells up and down, saying you're the best writer ever or whatever. And it would have been like, ugh. <laughs> but and it wouldn't have been any Paul Darrow. <laughs> I, I I thought H.T. Uh, Wells was pretty good. I, I, I like the comedy relief. At the end there, he's he's like talking and and the doctor shut up. Yes, <laughs> I, I want to say the same thing to the character. <laughs> Well, the thing um, that was funny, Doctor didn't realize that he was H.G. Wells until the end. Yeah, well, yeah. Everybody else end, did. Yeah. Well, we kind of had a, an idea because yeah. it was all based kind of like, this is where he got the idea for the Morlocks, this is where he got the idea for traveling in time, this is, where, you know, mm -hmm. more or less where he got the idea for the time machine. Invisible Man. Yeah, the Invisible Man, and all that stuff. And all that, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you're right, Annie, I think that element of it with with H.T. Wells bringing him on an adventure where he gets all this stuff from, that's one story. Mm -hmm. But then you have the whole, the, even, even the Borat, it's like, here's the Borat. Oh no, there's another Borat. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. And it's like, wait a minute here. It, it's So and, yeah, and, that, that, that's the thing. The Borat was sitting in the chair, got turned to a skeleton because he used his death ray and it got backfired on him. So was he a clone and there was another one? How did how did we get two? He, 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 he regenerated, kind of. Oh, no, I, I I thought it said he was experimenting with cloning, basically. Oh, right. okay. I missed, I missed I that, part. that part. And I blocked that part out. Well, the other one was standing. That one was sitting in a. Chair. I don't know. I mean, it was kind of. Yeah, that's kind of. It was a very off. stupid plot development to have like, ah ha ha! You just killed my duplicate. You know, it's like. Oh. Yeah, it didn't it didn't make 
sense, but that's okay because this Nothing episode else sucked. This episode did. Yeah, it wasn't a great episode my, where you gotta, fa- gotta go, oh, you gotta watch Time Lash. It's like the greatest episode ever. I, I still <laughs> think as a fan, you need to watch this. I think my favorite scene is when um, who, who's who's Paul Darrell's character? Malin Decker. Decker. He, he, they're talking about the plant, how it, it shoots acid in the face, and then he puts the plant right in Colin Baker's face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, so why do you have this out and display in, in your... And, the, and, the, and I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, that's actually a good point. Why is it out and display <laughs> throughout the whole building? He just shoves it in the doctor's face. I, I just thought anything would... And he's not... I mean, he's in it at the beginning, and he disappears for an episode or so. Also, Perry is is almost useless in this. She's just a uh, mm. breeding stock. Basically she's tied up and screaming for a while or whatever. And I thought that was a degrading, you know, I don't think, I don't think uh, Nicole Bryant likes this episode at all because of that. You know, she doesn't do much in it. No, um, she spends half the time locked up, chained up to the wall yeah. where the Morlock thing was about. It was uh, going to attack her. And that mm. monster thing is not that good either. It's kind of, grotesque it's not a good monster i no, think the borad makeup is okay um the android with the just simple blue face paint and yellow hair looked better than the borad month or the the morlock monster yeah yeah the whole idea where they send him back and that he's going to be the uh the lock this monster doesn't make any sense because we already know the lock this monster is from zygons it's just kind of I guess they don't have continuity from the past or whatever. That, speaking of continuity, so certainly they they reference John Pertwee and Joe um, Grant, but there was a I guess it was originally supposed to be the first Doctor with Susan, Ian, and Barbara. Oh, really? It would have made more sense if it was just the Doctor and Susan before Unearthly Child. That would kind of make sense. But the script was originally the first Doctor because we actually have a scene where that they go. Oh, you're just with one companion this time, um, and they forgot to to change that because oh, he, I, you know I never oh. picked that, I never picked yeah. that up. You're only are traveling light this time, and you know he had Perry, and if he had Joe Grant, what, what's unless he had some of the unit people with him or something? Yeah, I, I, I never picked up on that. That's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, that was good. Um. Speaking of Joe, I wanted to mention that in the Sarah Jane Adventures story, The Death of the Doctor, Joe remembered her visit to the planet. She mentioned the gardens and that the plants could sing, but she didn't mention anything about acid spewing plants. (laughs) That's Russell using continuity. That's actually pretty good. Well, I think there's there's a lot of that they've since have they since written for either Big Finish or a book, the adventure with the third Doctor and Joe on this planet? No. No, they never did that. Not okay. that I know of. Okay. Um, I have, but yeah, the way more I think about it, it does make sense if it was the first Doctor. Yeah. Um, I love the the scene where the burning android shows up right in the middle of the action, and then they yeah, realize that, cool. that that's um that's going to show up later on or whatever, and you know, I, I just I, I can't. I'm not bashing this episode because, yeah, I, I get it. I'm, I'm more defensive of it because I, I, I get when people say it's, I guess it's, it has been obvious, 
often rated as one of the worst Doctor Who episodes. In Doctor Magazine, it was one year it was listed 199 out of 200 with only... Um, that actually pisses Colin Baker off, you know. Why? Because it's his, because it's his era and he's well, protective I mean, of his era. And the last episode in that was um, one of his episodes again, probably his first one, I think. So, well, yeah. now, you know, there's a whole bunch of Chibnall ones that should take its place. So, yeah, he's happier now. <laughs> this made me want to watch the Chimbal ones because they seem better than this. Oh, uh, so yeah. you didn't like this at all? I, I just, I no. thought this was kind of fun. I, uh, the stupid yeah, clowning. Like, yeah. Paul, Paul Darrow was the fun part of it for me. I mean, even just the whole name of the episode, Time Lash. They had the Time Lash. If you had a Time Lash, would that be what you use it for to punish people? If you had time travel technology? Oh, let me tell you. I got a list of people I would shove through the Time Lash. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, wouldn't you be using it for other means? I mean, you just have people just go back in time. What's the point in that? That's They're still alive. Yeah. Yeah, There's just... You're right. There's there's a lot of bad stuff in this, but I I mean I don't know. It, it just I got more enjoyment out of this than than some of the more recent Chibnall episodes because the Chibnall episodes I, I in this day and age Doctor Who should know better. In this age, the, maybe they should have known better. But I guess I read somewhere where I don't know how true this is, but someone had complained that J and T took. Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant, while they were making this episode, they took them to a convention and then they were rehearsing for some pantomime that they were doing. And it, oh, that, and it, it that does make kind of, that and it detracted sense. from the making of the story and they were mad about oh. it, you know. Okay, um, that, that, that does, that. That, I can see that because John Nathan Turner was all about the freaking pantomime and, and yeah. the conventions and stuff. Yep. So it seems it like that would be a true story. It probably was an American convention too, because he was all about the American audience. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know if he would have gone all the way to America if they were in the middle of making an episode. But <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah, he would. Come on. I don't know. Um, I did want to say I like the costumes. I know the costumes get a lot of grief online from what I've read, but I thought they were interesting. They were like something I could see people in the future wearing because they're kind of leisure wear. Except for what the woman was wearing. Yeah, I thought they were kind of. They're okay. Yeah. I thought they were they were reminiscent of Doctor Who futuristic costumes. I mean, yeah. They um um. I, I don't know. I I, I kind of liked a lot of this stuff. I think um, whoever played H.D. Wells, I thought was was good. I mean, he's annoying and stuff like that, but for he was good comedy relief. Guy's name. Guy's name. I did want to say apparently H.B. H.G. Wells was apparently blonde. David Chandler was the guy's (laughs) name. Yeah. And his Wikipedia has nothing. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he. You know, when you compare actors who have played famous people in the past, like um, Van Gogh and stuff like that, no, you don't put this in the same (laughs) category. This is silly. But um, I don't know. And, and at the time, I, I think there was a lot of Colin Baker was very abrasive toward Perry at the beginning. And he and, kind of sort of mellowed out. Well, I guess 
they, they were always in the, the second season that they were in, they were very much, they didn't have as much of that conflict and they fit and Colin and Nicole have always said if the, if they were able to continue, they would have been able to do a better job with their relationship. And they didn't like the idea that their whole first season was kind of just them bickering all the time. And it's, yeah, I could see that. that. It's funny because at the time I kind of enjoyed that, just like I enjoyed Tegan being very antagonistic toward things. But it it does it adds it, they're not all lovey dovey like oh I'll do whatever you want, Doctor. They're always you know. And the Doctor, I like the Colin Baker's performance. I, I at the time I think um, I really enjoyed his sarcasm and and, the, and his you know where he goes off on his on his tantrums and stuff like that so i i think to that degree i can't fault colin baker in this one i obviously paul i Derek, thought colin baker but, was really good yeah um, i thought I that's like, a parry which i think you're supposed to but i always like colin yeah. baker he always gets a bum rap i mean but i always thought he was a good doctor this is an example of like time time flight where potentially you have some good, maybe some good characters and some good concepts, but it's just executed badly. Yeah. Uh, and like I, like Annie had said, it's just too much in this. It, they should have cut. Made there's, it, they there's should that, have just there was made that, it more. Those aliens simpler. coming to the planet. Well, I mean, they th- they threw everything into this story. Mm-hmm. And it, which maybe is just a head puppet. Have you ever see the production? Yeah, that was pretty bad. It, it looked neat. No, I mean, didn't. whoever. That made the puppet. You know, I thought the the face looked okay. And the voice was, and it's like once you do if you do a voice that's high pitched like that, it just loses all validity. It's just kind of stupid. But um, I don't know if they were trying to make the check marks to say we have to have someone called the Morlocks. We have to have the like the doctors walking around like almost like he's invisible, like the Invisible Man. War of the Worlds. Where is that going to come from? Well, that's the group coming down and launching the missile. True. I mean, they, they were trying to. They tried too hard. Yeah. To fit yeah. everything in, they tried. They should just made it simpler. And it, the reveal at the end with the card. Oh yeah, there was HG Wells. Oh okay, that makes sense now because here you have all this stuff. And, but I don't know. It was. Um, it, fe- it felt like it was written very quickly. Like overall. Yes, I agree with that. Um, quick, come up with something for this and that, but. But I thought yeah. it was only two episodes as opposed to four. So. Yeah. I thought it, yeah. It, well, it, isn't that the same time length, though? 45 minutes. Wasn't each part, like, still about 45 minutes? So it yeah, it was a two-part. It was two 45-minute episodes. So it still has the same time length. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It could have been a 10-parter. No, thank God for that. <laughs> this seemed longer than the War Games to me. <laughs> I agree yeah. with that. I agree yeah. with that. I was like, oh. um, yeah. That also, uh, just of note, when they did release this, uh, um, in, I don't remember how they released this in, in America on PBS, but I think they did two parts. But they also they did. Uh, they some did of the four. They didn't. They also did four parts, four. which was one bad. Of the, one of the. Uh, Cliffhangers is with Perry screaming when she sees the giant warm head Morlock thing. <laughs> well, and that's a good cliffhanger, but one of the cliffhangers was they land on the planet and they step out of the TARDIS, and that's the cliffhanger. And it's like, because uh, uh, 
when it's not designed to have four cliffhangers, you have to kind of push a cliffhanger in there and it doesn't come out that good. Um, so I know this is well, well hated and, and I, you know, I get it. And I, I know Annie doesn't like this one that much at all, but um, maybe this is good as a group, a bunch of people coming together, a bunch of fans and watching this as a group and making fun of it and stuff. Maybe, I don't know, um, but I got some enjoyment out of it, but it is bad. But I, got enjoy watching Paul, I just got to enjoy watching Paul Darrow, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Because it gets you maybe into the mood of watching Blake 7 a little bit. Well, I like Blake 7, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anything else about this one? No. Apparently Missy doesn't like this one either because she's, like, barking her disapproval. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. <laughs>